Welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I'm Danielle Deteach, or Coach Danny D, and I help women to create luxury brands by creating processes and tightening their branding. This is where we talk about how to build your business in a way that allows you to work with ease and enjoy your life. My happy space is spending as much time as humanly possible in my pajamas. And I want to help others to find their happy space while still running profitable businesses. So get comfortable and let's dig in. Hello there. Hi. No, I am not Coach Danny D. (laughs) But I have the pleasure of being side by side with her in the virtual space. And welcome to Profits and in Pajamas, and not just any episode, the 100th episode. Yay! I'm Monica Pierre, and I am a speaker. I'm also the founder of the Storymaker Academy. I am a professor of practice at Xavier University, and I have the honor of being the guest host for episode 100. First of all, Coach Danny D, Danielle. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Monica. Is oh, I can't even explain how like surreal this is. Like one to be 100 episodes, two if you told my childhood self that I would be celebrating 100 episodes of a podcast with you as the guest host, like I would not I wouldn't even believe that you were like sane at all. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know uh, how you know challenging it can be to interview people, whether it's for radio news, TV news, newspaper. I know that by itself. Podcasts can be also very challenging, and very few people stick with it. They start, or they have a bunch in the can. They never launch. They never release. And if they do, by episode nine, they're gone. So to be here, one hundred episodes is absolutely amazing. January 12th, 2022 was the day of episode number one. So take us back, Danielle, when you decided not only is this a good idea, it's a great idea and I'm going for it. What what was yourself telling yourself about yourself in this show? Honestly, it started as a whim. That's the thing that is so hilarious to say that it's lasted this long. It was a conversation amongst girlfriends and you know we were just talking about different things we wanted to do in the new year and somebody said oh you love pajamas you love business you need to bring those two things together and do something with it and you know the brainstorming of names and then you know I came up with the name the logo and literally the beginning of January, I decided I was going to do it. And there's this part of me that, you know, is like so impulsive that, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm, I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I logo created. I had um, my pajamas, of course, picked out, called a good friend, set up a photo shoot, did a quick photo shoot to have the graphics that I wanted. And I just went for it and I just recorded the first episode. I said I was going to launch it on my birthday, which I did. I was in Jamaica when I launched the podcast. So, you know, launched it. And I 
I just threw caution to the wind. I didn't let that other side of myself that would have like second guessed take over. And I really didn't know what was going to happen with it. And I was okay if I did, you know, I didn't know if I was going to like it. I was okay if I didn't, but I would never know till I tried it. So you didn't have any plan, strategic plan. You didn't have any of that, but you said yes to a challenge. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, sometimes, you know, because you know me and I'm a planner, and you know strategic is, there, is one of my buzzwords, but I have two sides of myself. Sometimes I'm a planner and I'm very meticulous about stuff, and other times I'm impulsive, and I think the combination works well for business to... Um, take action because sometimes if we think about it too long, we'll think ourselves out of the action. And I think what comforts me is that I know that that planning side, I have the ability to follow it up. You know, if I, if I leap, I know that 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 there's there's a part of me that knows how to hurry up and make that bridge before (laughs) I start to, um, to sink or fall. So you know, of course, I immediately put the structure behind it. So what are the, you know, what's the email sequence for my guests to get all of the information that they need? But if I would have thought about it longer, I don't think we would be here right now. 100 episodes later. 100 episodes later. Was there a moment or um, a topic or a guest where you're going like, okay, I did this on a whim, but this is, I'm in for it to do the long haul of it. Was there a moment when you felt like this is my show and this is a good show? I think there were several. I think there were several along the way. So in the beginning, I was just like, who is going to listen to this? Why are they going to listen to this? And, you know, to be honest, I, I, you know, am a new person to the podcast world. So, I'm like, do people like, what do people listen to? What will entertain them? Um, And actually my very first episode, you know, Tiffany um, McKinney, that was my very first episode. Uh, My my, my first episode, my first guest episode. And we cut up we had a good old time. We, we, you know, talked about the topic, but we just had such a great time. And when I realized that people sat and listened to that episode to the end. I was like, we're on to something. And, you know, people in my um, balloon community coming back and saying, oh, my God, I, I, I went and adjusted this thing because of something you said. You know, you know, Tiffany talked about not wasting time doing things that she didn't like to do. And people started pulling things off of their offerings that they don't like to do because of that conversation. So that's when I realized that it was resonating. And then, you know, of course, there's always those times where you're like, "Uh, I still don't know. And I would run into people and they would like, you know, I don't know that they're listening and they would stop me and say, oh my God, I get a, a weekly dose of you. I don't get to see you enough. And I get that weekly dose. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is resonating. This is, you know, affecting people, changing people, sometimes encouraging people. And so I got to keep going. You've got to keep going. And full disclosure, I have been on the show, 
but I listen to the shows. I'm going to go back to the previous episodes, but I've been listening for a while. And from one podcaster, one interviewer to the other, you do a really good job. I don't think you realize how, now you're being yourself, you're being authentic, that this, those who do it well, make it seem like anybody can do it. And you just <laughs> invite people into the conversation, although we cannot. I've told you before, I always want to pull over to the side of the road because I'm laughing so much, or I want to take copious notes. So you have found something that is definitely in your wheelhouse that you may not have been aware of prior to launching the show. Absolutely. I, I never thought about it. You know, I sometimes people reflect back to you things about yourself and you're like, huh? And I think for me, especially, you know, a lot of my guests I know or have met, you know, somewhere. And as I started having other people kind of flow in and it's always like in such great alignment, but to be able, if you go back and listen to those like guest episodes, you you, I promise you probably couldn't tell who I know or how long I've known the people that are on the episode. And one of my guests who I met literally just through them asking, you know, if they could be on the show, they said, it's just something about you. You, you, you just, you make people feel welcome. And I think that's, kind of how I was raised, you know, you know, everything kind of at some point goes back to my grandmother and yeah. that was who she was. She always was a welcoming person. So I always want to make people feel welcome, feel comfortable. And that goes for my guests, but it also goes for my listeners. I want them to always feel like you are like you're sitting in the same conversation with us. Absolutely. Over a good cup of gumbo or some food or tea. I know you're a tea drinker, not necessarily a coffee drinker. But how do you determine who is going to be on the show and how do you balance it with solo episodes and guest episodes? So I do one guest episode a month. And I chose to do that because I really didn't, um, I didn't want to overwhelm myself with constantly seeking guests, right? But I wanted to bring other ideas, other people, other opinions um, to the podcast. So I do one guest episode a month and then the remaining episodes are solo episodes. Also, the guest episodes always tend to end up being like long. It never was my intention. But when you get together with like minds and you have a conversation, it takes on a life of its own. So, um, you know, I, I don't have an hour every week to, <laughs> to listen to that conversation, but I still want to be able to give that to people. So you have your quick in and out episodes where it's just me and whatever, you know, God put on my heart that day to talk about. And then you have the other ones where it's, a, you know, a, you know, bring on a guest expert and, you know, you ask like, how do I decide I do a pre-interview with most of my guests, um, even the ones that I know so that we can kind of, figure out 
okay, what do we want to bring to people? What is the, you know, topic? And I, I am very, very um, strict about alignment. I want to make sure that who I'm bringing on, you know, we don't have to agree on all things, but I just want to make sure we have that alignment factor that they are looking to help people work with ease. They're looking to help people find healing or find, you know, financial stability, whatever their arena is, that they're going to be beneficial to the community and that there's somebody that I would do business with. Let me ask you about this whole idea of your topic and the show is about ease that we know this, this grind and hustle culture. Is that message starting to take hold that people are seeing that there are options? We don't have to do it the way others do it or we are told that it should be done, that in life is holistic and in life there is balance. Where are we as far as the general reception to that message that you among others are just leading the charge when it comes to that messaging? I think that, you know, I think it depends on, you know, who you are and where your journey is, right? I think that some people are, you know, really in the thick of that. But I think that most of us are, at the beginning, um, because I feel like the culture that we are raised in just speaks to the grind. It's always, you know, do more. Um, it's never enough. Achieve the next thing. And it's where is your fulfillment? Where is your happiness? Where is, you know, where is your family? Where's your friends? Where is, you know, all those other things that are important to your life. So I think for a lot of people, it is the beginning. I was talking to someone um, earlier today about how I think COVID has been a catalyst for a lot of people who weren't thinking about this to start thinking about this because they had an opportunity to see something a little different you know, whether it was working from home or maybe they were just, you know, sitting on the sidelines for a while, like, you know, waiting for the world to open back up. But they got to see that there is more to life than working or, you know, constantly achieving. And now we're trying to go back to what was before. And I think you're starting to see people hesitate because they're like, wait, I don't know that I want to immediately go back there. Right. And I don't want it to look the way, exactly the way it was. There's probably some answer in the middle that would work for me as well. Well, we're going to play some episodes because I want to find out 100 episodes, including this one, What are some that really stand out that you're excited about? And I do know it's like picking a child, right? Which one of my 99 children do (laughs) episodes do I love the most? Can you think of an episode that jumps to mind or you go like, wow, this was something else? Yes. I mean, yes. Oh my goodness. And you're (laughs) right. It's like a child. It's like, I, I could just pull so many moments, but Uh, One that I want to jump to, this was um, the episode with um, Dion. Dion is an expert in LinkedIn. And she was talking to us about 
your, you know, having your voice be heard, your work not speaking for itself. Because we say that all the time. Well, my work speaks for myself. I want to be in the background. So she was on um, the episode talking about that. I think that was episode 26, if no, I'm correct. I, no, uh, 58, if, if I get my... Oh, 58. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Let me trust the journalist. Um, (laughs) Episode paper. (laughs) Yeah. Can we get a clip of that? Uh, I would love to. Are you just going to mention that one? Yeah, no, we can get a clip of that. Let me see one second. And that was it. It's like, you know, I I hate the phrase that like, oh, your work is going to speak for itself. And it's like, no, it's not. You mm-hmm. have to actually find your voice and, be, and have that confidence because, you know, it's like anything in any other area of life. Like someone's going to take that and, and use it and abuse it and you're going to be left completely burned out, overworked, underpaid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a good That's friend not- whenever she's on Zoom and she has something um, meaningful to say, she gets her mic like this. Give your give your voice a <laughs> microphone because no, the work is not going to speak for itself. It's just speaking. It's quiet in the background. Mm-hmm. You need to amplify it. So right. how do we go about amplifying our voice using LinkedIn? Wow. I love that. And we had an opportunity to, to meet Dion and just brilliant when it comes to that. And sometimes we, we hide behind letting our work speak for itself. But as your friend says, you grab that mic and you just proclaim it. You're the one who's in charge of it as well. What was the reaction to that episode about not sitting back and letting your work attempt to speak for you? I think that that the reaction to that episode was, you know, a lot of people reached out to me and wanted to get connected further with um, Dion and, you know, figure out how to do that on LinkedIn, you know, because that's her wheelhouse, but also just step more boldly forward in your business, you know, no matter how you're doing that, because yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people, they're the most talented, but they're not known because they, they, they're waiting for someone to recognize and there's too much noise. Nobody is going to, nobody is digging and researching to try to recognize you. You have found that alarm. You have to, you know, say out loud, I'm, I'm the baddest, I'm the best at fill in the blank so that, you know, you can continue to excel. Cause there's some people saying I'm the best and the baddest and yes. they're not. Not so much. <laughs> but, but they're making traction because they're making noise. Right. And, and I think, you know, when, when uh, you, I coach with you, you've, you know, you've uh, given me advice and coaching is basically you, you tell people to pull their receipts, you know, when you have the data, when you have the information, it's not bragging. It's just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. It right. just happens when to be you, about you. You have the Emmy and one on the way. Oh, yay. Yes. It's a documentary. <laughs> of- when I am a Alec Trebek legacy fellow, that okay. part you that can't dispute part, you that. <laughs> no, you really have to um, speak it, and I think you know a lot of us feel like it's bragging, and it's it's not. It's just speaking your truth. It's just speaking 
who you are. And, you know, sometimes we have to get out of our own heads about what that looks like to other people. Because anybody who it makes uncomfortable, that's really their issue. And that's not yours. And as you were speaking, the word story jumped into my head because when you when you talk about what you do, when you're not satisfied with letting your work solely speak for you, you are telling your story and you are the guardian and the gatekeeper of that full story. Yes. Yes, you agree absolutely. You know, I totally agree with that because, you know, people are going to create a narrative for you if you don't create a narrative for yourself. And when you start to speak and tell that story, you know, now you're shaping what that looks like. And I've had a lot of people, especially through the podcast, because people are getting to know me in a whole different way through the podcast. I've had a lot of people say stuff like, oh, well, I always thought fill in the blank. And when I sit back and look at it, I'm like, I never really did anything to give you that thought, right? It's your own creation. And I've even had somebody say to me, I thought this, and the more I get to know you, I realize this. And I kind of paused and they said, well, no, you didn't make me think this. I just thought that. So leave don't leave it up to chance don't leave that up to chance you say i this is who i am and you know i know i've shared this with you before one of um one of the you know famous guys in the balloon industry he said i'm the king of latex because i say i am you get to say who you are right because i say i am because i say i am and that is so freeing, that is so empowering, that is, you know, stepping into the fullness and the responsibility of your story and who you are. And it takes away the complaining and the crying and the moaning that people don't get you, they don't understand you, they don't recognize you when you haven't been doing those things for yourself. Right, right. You haven't been speaking the narrative. And I mean, I think sometimes it can be frustrating because sometimes you see that people see other people and they don't see you, right? And they may identify with that person. You know, there's different reasons. But the, the point of the matter is, if you see that there, there there's an issue there, then that's the time that you need to tell your story. Well, as you continue to celebrate the 100th episode of your wonderful podcast, there's another one I think that you would like for us to kind of go back down memory lane and revisit. And that's episode number 74, where your guest really talks about what the brain was meant to do. Set that up for us. So we were talking about operations and operational excellence. And that's one of my love languages. I, I love, you know, a big part of working with ease is creating systems that make it easier for you to operate. And I just thought it was so brilliant that it, what she said about our memory, because we, we spend a lot of time putting stuff in there and remembering to do this and remembering to do that. And I don't want to spoilers. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just play it, but it was that aha moment for me. Like I'm like, wait, not only you know, 
is this true? But like, like we don't even think about it like this. We don't even think about what our brain was really designed for. Mm, okay. Absolutely. Um, I think another thing that goes with that is just trust. It allows you to trust your business. It allows you to trust your team. And it allows your clients to be able to trust you. I heard this somewhere. I can't even remember where I heard it, but I heard that brains are for thinking, not remembering. I love so that. So that's when it comes to write that process down, write down how to do that. Just write it down, get a system to do it. That way you're not having to remember it and you're using your brain power to be creative. Like you were talking about being creative and things like that. So you're using your mental, um, you know, your mental power for thinking, not remembering. So, because that's just not what our, what our brains were meant to do anyway. So, I definitely. love that. I absolutely love that. I've never heard that before, but I love that. You know, because we do, we try to retain all of this stuff, and the, the reality is, you know, it's in there somewhere, I guess. But I mean, I can't <laughs> promise it's gonna come out at the moment that I need it. Right, and then you start saying there's something wrong with my right, right. <laughs> my cognitive you know, ability is waning. Right, but it's like it really wasn't set up for that. And if you think about it, like computers, we have computers, and you know nowadays they make them for different things. So they, you know, my son loves to game, so he has a computer that has different capabilities than my capabilities because I don't need all of that because I'm I'm not going to touch a game ever. But you, you know, if you're sitting up there trying to catalog everything, every file you ever had on a computer that doesn't have the capacity to do that, then when you go actually try to use it for what it's for thinking, then it's, 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 it's um, spiraling and, and buffering because that's not what it was set up for. We, we have to, you know, utilize the tools at hand and realize that we can't keep overloading ourselves, whether it's mentally, physically, what have you, and then expect to operate in our optimal um, position. We just, it, it doesn't make sense. What was the feedback from your listeners or even yourself when you heard the, you know, that information or say, well, you're right. It's, it's not for remembering, it's for thinking. That's what it's designed for. How did, it, how did it change your perspective and the and what you did as a result of it? It just, I think it just was so freeing because I already was, you know, definitely a systems girl and knowing that I like, that's what, you know, gives you um, time freedom is putting systems in place so that you can alleviate that mental load. But it's a difference between thinking about it like I'm alleviating my mental load as opposed to I'm doing something that is not supposed to be done. And so that was just a huge mindset shift for me. Like, you know, because sometimes we may change something, but we still have that mindset block around it. We still feel guilty about it. Or we feel, like you said, defective. Like, okay, why can't I remember all of this stuff, but to realize I'm not supposed to remember all of this stuff is just so freeing to me as a, as a concept. Do you go into each episode looking or listening for some ahas or 
ways that can really reinforce what you are talking about, for example, systems. Now we can you can share what your guests shared about how what our brains were designed to do. And it wasn't just member uh, memorization or remembering, but now you can use your automation to help you with that. So do you find those gems there or do you go into the, your shows looking for them? I find them. Hmm. I find them. Um, we do the pre-interview and we kind of just, you know, kind of talk about where those similarities are. What are the things that, um, what are our beliefs about certain things? And so we get that out there. Sometimes I really regret not recording the um the pre-interview because there's some gems in there. Like there's some backroom gems that, you know, y'all never, y'all <laughs> never get. But um, but I keep it open purposely because my personal belief is that God will guide the conversation to where the listener needs it to go. And I've had so much, you know, confirmation of that, of people coming back to me and saying, oh, my God, I really needed to hear this. Or something that I would have never like caught as a soundbite. Like it wasn't even the thing that got me that someone else will come back and say, you know, that phrase, you know, really stuck with me. Or I think me and the and the guest shock each other sometimes too. Like we like, wait, whoa, <laughs> give me a minute to process that. Like that was golden. But I really do let it be a fluid thing because I think that is where the magic comes in. I've had guests after we finish recording say, I never thought that I would tell that story. I never thought that I would say that thing. I opened up in ways that I probably wouldn't have. Um, and I even tell my guests, even, even though we do a pre-interview, I don't want you to come rehearsed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want I don't want the rehearsed version of yourself because that's not the version that people are going to connect to. And I, I know we have one more clip to play, but, but while we're talking about that, you know, particularly from what we do as interviewers, what we do as the ones who facilitate a conversation is to create that space. You know, the ones who make it seem like they just rolled out of bed, hit play, hit record and started going they have learned to get out of the way and allow the conversation to be led, to be emphasized. I mean, to me, you know, that's based upon my experience too, as doing this business for a long time, is that it is not about you to show just how smart you are mm -hmm. or just how well read you are or just how brilliant you are and wise, but to be able to let that guest shine so brightly that they surprise themselves oftentimes. No, I totally agree. Like you, I feel like when it is kind of rehearsed, if like everybody's waiting for their line, you know, like it, it feels like everybody's waiting for that line or that thing to say. And I mean, there's a time and a place for that. I mean, you know, news and all these other things, there's, there's a place for that, but that's, that's just not the vibe here. Like the vibe here is that I want it. I want 
the you know lay back with my girlfriend version of you to show up because that's the version that makes somebody else feel like they're a part of that conversation um they could go to a conference if they want the you know the bullet points and the powerpoint that that's that's a different time frame but yeah i think it's just giving that 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 space for openness, for freeness, for vulnerability too, you know, just, it, it don't have to be perfect. No. And it, it ends up being just right. Yes. Just yes. right. What someone needs to hear, what you need to say, it, you know, it helps you to, to really dial in as the host to make sure that you're not only taking care of the audience, but providing a safe space for the guests as well and letting you come through as well. So there's a lot that goes into hosting, but it always comes from a genuine place if you allow it to. Yes. I know we have one more clip and I definitely want to get to this one. Episode 26. Yes. And in episode 26, I think that was uh, Sheila. And she was talking about uh, profitability over popularity. Talk about that and why does that, one of the ones that in your top three stands out. It just, that one stood out for me. So one, I just, I love Sheila. We met years ago and we reconnected, you know, to do the podcast and I'd met her in passing, but once we got together and started talking, I'm just like, oh my God, like, cause she is a operations mastermind. She's all about systems. She came from um, a military background and, you know, that was just her thing. But she's also just the most fun and down to earth. So it's, it you know, it's just great synergy. But for her, you know, just sharing with the audience how important it is to mine those dollars. You know, you can't just, you know, everybody else might be charging $20 and losing money. You can't just follow the crowd. So, yeah, I thought that that was an absolute great um episode as well. Okay. So what is the best advice that you could give someone that's seeking the profits in pajamas lifestyle? Ooh, that's so many. I would probably say be profitable instead of being popular. Um, start with the end in mind and Make sure you have education, execution, and patience. I love it. Absolutely love it. And so where does the popularity part fit in and that can trick us and trip us up? What are we trying to be popular about? I think we are not taking time to figure out our own identities. And so we are getting so caught up in either industry standards or what we see on Instagram or what we think somebody else's situation is. And we're trying to copy that without really thinking about what does that mean for me? Like there's nothing wrong with um, looking up to someone. And there's nothing wrong with gleaming some, you know, gems from that person but hopefully that person is living out their own success story they're living out their individual story 
but you have to do the same. And so sometimes we will just go with, you know, what is popular. A lot of times, like I'm not a trim person. I've never been a trim person. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be, but do it because that's, you know, authentic to you. Not because everybody's going to do such and such, but that thing may not be right for you or your business. So you may be, you know, jumping over here to do X, Y, and Z because that's what everybody else in the industry is doing right now. But if that's not what's right for you or your business, you need to be able to say, you know what? I can't, I can't go with y'all. Y'all have fun. I I see y'all when y'all get back, but I can't go with you because that's not, that's not going to work for me. And it's okay. It's okay for someone else to do something. And you may see someone else do something and be wildly successful at it, but it may be a flop for you because it wasn't meant for you and it's not connected to your vision. But the, the biggest thing that I see is that most people don't know what their vision is. They haven't taken that time to figure out, you know, outside of being a part of a particular industry or doing a particular thing, what is my individual vision? Because no matter what the industry is, you know, I've got a balloon business, have a coaching business. There are so many ways you can go, but every way is not yours. Mm. Oh, we got to write that one down. <laughs> Every way <laughs> is not yours. It's oh, not. that is so powerful. And as you were speaking, I started thinking about your book or, or your, your journal, the success journal, because one of the things you talk about is that, that oh, there it is. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't find it real quick. I think it's in the other That's room. Okay. I have it. I have <laughs> you it. had yours right there. But <laughs> defining what that looks like for you and having the courage to say, this is what success looks like and is for me. What other advice do you give, especially when it comes to being comfortable and clear about your vision? The, I think one, you know, just sit in it, sit in it and figure out what feels good and what feels right. And once you set those parameters, like you have your, you know, like your business can have values or, or, or pillars, your life can too. So once you decide these are the things that are important to me, when you start to make decisions, you got to use that as your, your rubrics. How does it match up to the things that I say that are important to me? So sometimes something might seem like a great opportunity, but when you match it against those values, all of a sudden it's not looking so good. So, you know, as far as um, money, you may say, I want to make a million dollars, right? And that's a great aspiration, but you may also want to be more present in your life. And you may also want to, you know, bring more balance into your life. So when somebody comes to you with that opportunity that has that big price tag attached to it, but it requires you to discard those other things, that opportunity doesn't look as, as shiny anymore because it's not meeting all of those things. You need something that's going to meet all of those things and help you to get all of those, um, reach all of those goals. So sometimes something that, you know, 
somebody next to me is like, oh my God, that is such a huge opportunity. And I'm like, it sounds like a whole lot of whole lot of and yeah. I'm not, yeah. that's not something that I'm interested in, you know, or it may not be aligned with my overall vision. So it may be financially great. It might, you know, fit into my schedule. But when I look at where I want to go, what is the end goal? It doesn't, it doesn't line up. And so if it doesn't line up, it has to, it has to be eliminated. I think that's how we get into overwhelm and burnout and all of these things and, you know, being dissatisfied in life is because we're giving too much attention to things that are not getting us to that final vision. Like when you sit down and say, I am a success and this is a homework assignment I'm going to give y'all sit down and, and sit with yourself. I am a success when. And I want you to visualize that successful version of yourself. And I want you to journal about her. Who is she? What does she look like? How is she showing up? And once you can see her, you can be clear about who is not her and what is not for her. And you start to make decisions easier because you're like, no, that. Mm-hmm. It don't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And then I think what leads the next thing is you're starting to learn to trust the vision, trust your instinct, and trust that there'll be something even better that's coming that's more in alignment with what you want. But it's kind of hard to see at the beginning, especially if you've been ripping and running and you have a lack mentality or you're worried that this will be the only offer ever, 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 ever coming your way. How important is it to learn to trust the instinct that it leads to the alignment? Absolutely. I think that there is, so clarity proceeds confidence. And I think that when you have clarity about who you are and where you're going, it opens up that door of confidence. And, you know, confidence will be a girl. So the door got to open wide for it to get out. But <laughs> you got to start somewhere, right? You know, so it's you, you, you start to open that door and you start to carry yourself in a different way when you are clear about where you're going. Because when people offer you things when you're not clear, one, you take things that you don't deserve. And two, you most likely are taking them for less than your worth. When you have that clarity and you know where you're going, even though you may not be able to see the full path because you never can, you kind of, you have to step out on faith, you know, so you never can fully see that path, but you know that it's there. It's kind of like walking in the dark. You know that it's there. You know that there's a little bit of light that's helping you go forward, but you know that the path exists. And so you walk a little different. You carry yourself a little different. And the further you get down that path, you know, your your, your shoulders get a little straighter. You, you know, you get a little more confident, bolder in how you present yourself. 
And it's really, you know, it becomes freeing. Because prior to that, you know, a lot of times we're so worried about what this person thinks or what that person thinks or, you know, what if I do this wrong or what if I do that wrong? But if you really tap into where you're trying to go and stay focused on that and stay in alignment with that, you start to have another level of confidence and then people start to feel it. And people start to respond to that confidence. And, you know, sometimes you don't even realize it until you've taken a step further. So you've gone a little bit farther. Um, you couldn't have told me years ago that I'll be sitting here just telling y'all all of my business and all of my insides of my soul. I would have <laughs> I would have been like, I don't think so. Me. <laughs> I don't think so. But you know, you, you don't have a problem as you, if you know, you're walking in your purpose, you don't vulnerability starts to not be an issue because I mean, you could think something about it, but so what? I mean, I'm, I'm walking in my purpose. You have no authority. The greatest authority Mm -hmm. gave me this purpose. So there's nothing that you can, you know, do or say that can shake that. So, yeah, I think it's just, we have to find that clarity. What is it that is for me? And I feel like we, we often are trying to fit in, but it's really for us to stand out. It's really for us to lean on the thing, you know, that most likely the thing that you try to hide is your superpower. Yes. Yes. Is your superpower. Wow. More gems. That's why when I would listen, I'd have to get to the side of the road or <laughs> I'd make a mental note when I get home to start taking notes. It becomes a joyous and joyful <laughs> assignment. Absolutely. What are you most proud about with this podcast? I think what I'm most proud about is when I start to see and hear people um, just talk about taking care of themselves, talk about uncovering what brings them joy, talk about like when I see it around me, when I see it start to become just like normalized conversation, like that to me is like absolutely huge that, you know, it, it, it it's 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 seeping in. I don't, I don't know how, when, why, but it's seeping in and seeing people um, really, you know, it resonate. I saw a Facebook um, memory and it was one of my um, former co-workers. She was sharing the podcast and this was like, you know, early on in the podcast And she was sharing the podcast and she was saying how it helped her shift her thoughts about working and um, balance and, you know, all these things. And just to know that something that literally started on as a whim is impacting and infecting people. So that is just that's the fuel that keeps me going because I truly believe that whatever message is supposed to come out on a particular episode, there's somebody out there 
that needs to hear that. Mm, and that is so much love and confidence and living in grace to do that and be that conduit and be that vehicle for others. I know we played some clips, but can you off the top of your head, remember some of the comments, either text or messaging on, on social media? Do any come to mind? I think just, I mean, it's so, it's so many just moments of people realizing that things can be different. And, you know, I can't pinpoint like particular, you know, comment, but just, you know, there are people that I don't even like know very well that have shared the podcast and they're like, you have to be here and listen to this because this just changed my whole view. And like to bring that to people, to bring, especially to women, as women, we carry so much and it's almost as if it's expected and to realize that we are people too and we deserve to have joy. Um, it just floors me every time, um, in my balloon community. Oh my God. When a, a episode hits and there's a particular moment of stepping on toes, then somebody's going to share it in a group and say, Danielle's in there stepping on toes again today, you know? And I'm like, sorry, not sorry, but you know, <laughs> We all got to get our toes stepped on every once in a while to make ourselves move and, you know, do something different. But it, I'm, I am like always so full when somebody reaches out to me and somebody says, you know, I was listening and it made me, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me whatever, but like that some, you know, positive something came from, doing this and um you know putting energy into this and yeah it's just it, it it it's funny my my girlfriend group it did you do this episode about me yeah. I did not <laughs> I absolutely did not but you know it but I love that it resonates you know whether I was thinking about you at the time or not mm -hmm. that it resonates and a lot of times I did the episode for me. Like I just, it was what, but you needed it was what I, was, I was thinking about. It was what was on my mind, but I, I know that, you know, if it's, if it affected me, then there's someone out there in the world like me that was also affected. And so that's why I just, you know, I push past sometimes, you know, I'm like, Lord, do you really want me? You just gonna make me put all my business out in the street. <laughs> and I, I push past it because if that one moment let somebody else know that they're not alone, you know, then I just I gotta I gotta be vulnerable, I gotta be open. But you know, I I wanna say for people because it comes up a lot, people are very scared about being vulnerable. I've never had a negative. I've never had any negativity come from being vulnerable. And I know that, you know, that's not always the case. I know that sometimes it may be, you might want to switch up some of the people you're around. Um, <laughs> you might want to switch up the circle. But I'm saying that to say that there's so much power and freedom 
in vulnerability and that we need to embrace it more because no one can help you with the problem they don't know you having. Yes. Yes. Piece of advice for that person who has been waiting for the right moment to launch a podcast. For that person who has something to say, but are worried about how it might be received or perceived, what advice do you have? Because I see podcasting as one of the ultimate ways and tools in which to tell your own story, to not just let your work speak for itself, to free up your brain for what it was intended to do. What's your advice to them? Because again, you've proven that you can go out on a whim and a hundred episodes later, you're still standing, still podcasting. I think my advice, and this is my advice for most things, get out of your head. Get out of your head and go and do the first step, whatever it may be. Go and do the first step. Get out of your head and really, I'm going to say this, be honest with yourself. Yes. Be honest with yourself because it's not that it's hard. It's not that you got to, you know, you could sit there and you could research the 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 tech and the this and the, and the that and the everything else. Um, you could do all of that, and I'm not saying not to do it. And it depends, you know, a lot on what type of show you want. My show is casual, so I, you know, I mean, did I, you know, put some research into the mic? Yeah, I did, but I didn't allow it to stop me from what I needed to do. So is you know and this is actually an episode so you go find it uh oh another assignment is is your purpose greater than your fear yes i heard that. yes A wonderful episode is your purpose greater than your fear so you you have an assignment to do be and you can hide behind a bunch of things or you can make it happen. Like I literally was working on this idea in January and it was the first episode aired January 12th. Like you can make it happen if you want to make it happen. Sit in, why are you afraid? Mm-hmm. Sit in, why are you afraid? And there's nothing wrong with being afraid. We, we all face fear, but at the end of the day, When it's all said and done, are you going to be able to say, I did all that I wanted to do, that I needed to do, that I was charged to do? Because, you know, there's so many people that have left us with dreams that have never been materialized. So is it and I'm I'm speaking to the audience as I'm speaking to myself. You have to look to everybody, everybody with ears. You have to be able to continue moving forward in your purpose and not letting yourself get stalled. Understand that, you know, all those anxieties that you're worried about, nobody else is thinking about. It's just you. Nobody is, you know, 
thinking about all of these other things. And, you know, I tell this to all of my guests before they come on the show, the person who's looking for the message will receive the message. The person who's looking for the mistake will find the mistake. Mm -hmm. That person that was looking for how many times you said, um, or if you blinked your eyes or if, you know, there was a shadow, you know, that person was never coming for the message anyway. So stop letting that person run your life because you basically letting that person run in your head rent free. Think about the person who is on their last leg and they're waiting for you. They're waiting for, you know, you to make them laugh, you to make them cry, you to make them whatever. They're waiting for that moment. And you, you sitting somewhere worrying about. Yeah. Whether or not you got the right ring light. I mean, <laughs> oh, no ring light. <laughs> right. So, you know, I know not everybody that's a listener is a faith believer, but you know what? I don't want to have to, when, when, when I meet my maker, I don't want him to be like, well, then, yeah, you were charged with this. And I'd be like, well, well, Jerry was saying that I had the wrong, I had shadows. Right. Somebody <laughs> said I had shadows. And then I was editing the video for 45 years and, all of this other stuff, like, you know, find the courage to do the first step and then find the courage to keep going. And that's literally what I did. I committed to do it. And I was like, my podcast coming out on the 12th. And I was like, oh, now I got to make a podcast because it's coming out on the 12th. Because it's coming out on the 12th. Because I, you know, sometimes I do that to myself. We also have to find our cheat codes. We all have ways that make us, you know, that help us or whatever. So if that's it, if it's that you got to, throw it out there and then make yourself, you know, live up to it. If it's an accountability partner, whatever it is for you, find what's going to help you to take that first courageous step and then just keep finding the courage. You're going to look, even after you, you can have all the courage in the world. The next time you still going to feel that little twinge, but you yeah. just, you just keep going. You just, mm -hmm. You just tell yourself, you keep reminding yourself of the purpose. This is why I'm doing this. And what I find is when I sit back a little too long, God's going to send me somebody to, to remind me. And then I'm going to be crying, all ugly crying. And I'm like, oh, now I got to get up and go get back to work because this person then said that this thing changed their life. And I'm like, I got to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you have to send me somebody? I think I told you the time I'm in the Walmart. Yes. And this, this amazing, handsome guy. I see him. And then he goes, you're Monica Pierre. I said, yeah. He goes. You're famous if you want to believe it. And I'm going, okay, God, you didn't have to do me so right. so bad. So right, you know, right next to, to, the, to the salmon and the fish. Right, <laughs> right. I was just minding my own business. I, I just said hi. <laughs> That's all I did. Okay. And mm -hmm. his voice was so angelic and so peaceful and spoke right to my soul. And that's how you'll get those moments. Beautiful. What do you have coming up? Because you, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Coach Danny D about you know, merchandise or a program or something that just is in line with this podcast that can help others as well. What do you have going on? 
Okay, so what I have going on. So behind the scenes, I've been working. We um, for a while had our graphic tees and, you know, me and systems. It, the system wasn't working like I needed it to. So revamped all of that, um, have some new graphic tees, some cups, some actual, some PJs. Um, so we have the um, new merchandise is out and you can go to um, graphic tees by coachdannyd.com and you can um, look at all the things that we have there. So you can walk around and let people know that you're a part of the Profits in Pajamas community. Yeah. Um, there are a few different um, tees. We have our um, signature um, booked and busy, um, paid and well-rested um, T-shirt as well. So go there, see what they have, um, and, you know, get some merch. I want to see some merch in the street. When I go in the street, I want to be like, ah, look at that. Um, like I know what you're wearing. Right. <laughs> I know what so, you're wearing. And don't oh, forget yes. the success journal because that's still available. Oh, yes, the success journal as well. I'm going to put the link to this in the show notes. So the success journal is out. Monica referred to it earlier, and we talked about your personal success um, story. And this is really a, a really, really great way of cataloging that and staying um, attached to that, staying engaged in your um, success story. So I, you know, I, I have been recommending journaling for years to my clients and you know Monica is one of my beautiful clients and she said you need to make one and I was just like okay um so another time <laughs> that my <laughs> another time that my impulsive self was like signed you know my impulsive self signs checks and I gotta make it happen so um so I'm so grateful for that because I really love giving people a way to um, really think about that and really stay engaged in success because in life, you know, a lot happens and it's easy to get discouraged, but we want, you know, we want to really focus in on our success because we are here to do great, great things. Absolutely. A great, great thing is 100 episodes of a yes. podcast. I am so proud of you. You are doing it. And I have been just honored to be the guest host of the Profit in Pajamas podcast. And I'm going to see you in another 100 episodes. If, if I could just be so bold as to say, call me, I'm available. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like this is honestly a surreal moment. Um, you know, I've, I've shared this before. Um, you have always been one of those like, you know, pillars and to have met you and like connected with you and like, you know, it's one thing to know somebody's public persona, but like to really know somebody and um, yeah, it's just surreal to be sitting here and it's, it, this is, yeah, this is definitely a moment I I could not think of a better person to host this and yeah, for real. Like I'm just kind of getting out <laughs> myself. Like, like Monica Pierre is like literally hosting my hundredth episode. And that is something that I could not have imagined. And we are just sitting here right now. And so, yeah. Beautiful. 
Well, as guest host, I'm going to sign off and say, keep going, Danielle. And for those of you out there who are hesitating, make sure that you do what you need to do with that vision and that purpose. And Coach Danny D will be back next week for another exciting episode of Profits in Pajamas. Thank you, Monica. Thank you for listening to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I hope you got some great tips to start working with ease. Want to stay connected? Follow me at Your Workflow on Instagram. For more information about building your luxury brand, register for my upcoming luxury brand workshop at CoachDannyD.com.